So I headed to Vietnam in late 2018 and one of the things I didn't even think about was if I needed a visa or not. I was just imagining the amazing food in the beautiful Halong Bay, but lucky for Vietnam visas. They make the whole process so, so easy. So to book your visa, please go to the link in the show notes. So how do you solve a problem like Mariah? As my brother said, spoiler alert, you can't. So there you go, I'm just an Australian girl with the world at her feet, working in public relations and communications who's learning about life and myself every single day. Join me as I tell you stories, share my outlook on life, and just talk utter garbage. This podcast is where I talk about my world, your world, and the world around us to hopefully inspire or just entertain. But it'll be fun, I promise. In today's episode, I have a very special guest to talk about how you can make the most out of your time and take control over your life. Also, I have some really exciting news. So let's get started. Welcome, I'm back for another episode of How Do You Solve a Problem Like Mariah. So before I get stuck into this show, I just want to talk about the highlights for the fortnight. And I've got two. So one of them was going on a Tassie adventure with my housemate, Abigail, or Abby. And and we had so much fun trying all the local food and especially the local wine and the $10 cocktails at Cargo. The Pavlova martinis are amazing. So we just had such a good time. One of the downfalls of the trip was the hangover on Monday. Uh, thank you, Abby, for uh, packing my bag because I was too hungover to do it. Anyway, too much Prosecco again and a lot more lessons learned, though, because it was only one large night. Shout out to the Brick Factory as well. They're a really good bar down in Tassie. Some of the funny highlights of the trip was definitely when we were at Botanical Gardens and we were getting some cute leave, throwing leaves in the air boomies and Abby thought she had felt something drop on her head. Ten minutes later, bird poo was discovered on her beanie. So that was hilarious. Another funny moment was getting stuck in Mona, very hot, very sweaty, very hungover. Well, not very hungover, but a bit seedy. Anyway, it's really hot and dark in there. It was really easy to get lost. But anyway, overall, Tassie was so much fun. I really, really recommend anyone that hasn't been, especially well, to Hobart. That's where we went. And, yeah, the only other low light was also our midnight flight that got into Melbourne on Monday, and I've been all out of sorts ever since. Um, been feeling very, very off this week, but I'm just going to – get back into routine because we are not welcoming winter blues this year as we've said and another really really exciting thing that happened within the fortnight is I launched my business and some of you probably know and some of you probably don't know but I launched my business called content queen and and essentially it's a content writing service so anything from blogs to articles to press releases you know a lot of businesses don't realize how important it is to be always producing content for their potential buyers, potential customers, or just to create engagement. So I really want to help people as my purpose is to inform and educate. And I really want to help businesses deliver their message to their customers and just to the people that follow them. So if you know anyone that's in need of content or you yourself need some content, please hit me up. I can be found on Instagram at contentqueen underscore underscore or my website, www.contentqueenmariah.com. 
and I'm super excited. I've learned a lot uh, in this last week. I've learned that friends and family have been an amazing support. I've also learned that we all have our own style and our own brand and we shouldn't compare ourselves to others. And I think that's one of the hardest things to do, but uh, it's super important. Um, I've learned some other things which I put up on my story. Um, I'm sure it'll be in the highlights by the time this comes out. If not, it will be. Um, But yeah, there's a lot to learn and there's a lot for me to do and to, to get to where I want to. But I have some really, really amazing clients so far as I started out freelancing to begin with about two years ago. That's what inspired me to start really heavily um, delving into this business. But one of the things that I do want to mention is it wasn't even on my vision board. My vision board says 40 plus freelancing jobs. That's it. And I've completely and utterly smashed that goal already. Um, I think I did that in uh, late March, early April. But essentially, I just started writing in very late Feb and thought, I was getting quite a few customers on Fiverr and the more customers you get and the more reviews you get, obviously the more people want to use your services. And I built up a bit of a client base um, and it's just kind of really escalated from there. And I thought my goals this year were more focusing on this podcast, obviously, and my blog. Um, but it's had to take a bit of a step back because I really, really enjoy writing for people. I love it. Like, honestly, I've learned so much. Some of the fun facts that I've written on have included anywhere from writing about how vitamin A, vitamin B and active charcoal can help your skin. I've written about uh, temperature gauges for breweries. Um Gosh, I've written so many different articles in terms of things to do with interior designing. Um, uh, Just a really big mixture. I can't even think of most of them on the top of my head right now, but just learning about different businesses. You know, like I did a blog article for someone that wants to start um, kind of like an entrepreneurial schooling for kids and teaching them about business, which I think is awesome. Uh, really, really great idea. And then I've just met like so many amazing people and connected with some really great people. So anyway, that is my amazing news. I'm super excited, really scared. think one of the, th- the main things I have to remember is that just give it a go. Um, my dad sent me this really, really nice message a couple of weeks. Well, I think it was just a week before I started. Um, and he said that how he's proud of me, but, um, obviously that I just need to give it a crack and and if it doesn't work uh there's so many other options for me but it's just really really nice to hear that from your family and I know they back me 100% so I think it's just a matter of taking that leap and having a go I mean I spoke to my boss about it um just before I launched and he was super supportive and it's really going to develop my work as well as a writer so if you have something that you want to start I really, really encourage you just to give it a go. It's really scary to start with, um, still scary, but I'm learning every single day and I'm so excited for what um, my future has to hold. So that was been my fortnight. It's been really, really great. And thanks to everyone who's been really supportive of that. And before I introduce my special guest, um, I just want to talk about something that will make your year better um, and I think I just literally just learnt it then. I don't 
I think we all, all know this, but I think we really need to um, delve into it a little bit more. And that's to call someone when you need support or you need to talk. Like these last three days, I've been a little bit up and down, like just feeling a bit, I think it's just the drinking. Um, I haven't really been drinking that much lately and I've been kind of capping my drinks. But after one really big Sunday night, I've spent like the last three days feeling a bit off and just find yourself doubting what you're doing a little bit. And I just like on my way home tonight called my mum and dad and just talked to them about just anything. And it just helped so much just to like talk to a familiar voice and to just even, you know, I kind of said, oh, I've been feeling a bit off and I hope it's not going to be winter blues because I'm determined it's not. And mum's like, nope, it won't be. You'll be fine. You drank a lot on the weekend. You had a big weekend. You're coming down from that. You'll be fine. And it was just so refreshing to hear that because, yeah, I'm just feeling so much better after that conversation. So anyway, just think about every time you're feeling a little bit down, um, pick up the phone and give someone a call, you know, be open about how you're feeling or just talk about anything and I'm sure you'll feel a lot better after that. Okay, and also I want to quickly mention that this podcast is late because of the weekend and also because of the interviews I had lined up. This one I really wanted to get out this week, so um, I just had to push it back because I only interviewed her when this podcast came out. So my special guest today is named Kate Christie. She is the founder and CEO of Time Stylers. She is the time management expert. She is a speaker and a best-selling author. She is the inventor of smart time investment. I met Kate at a work event a few months back. The event was part of International Women's Day and she came in to talk about how we can get back 30 hours a month into our time and into our life. And I was so inspired that I read her book like straight away and she gave so many amazing tips that are really, really practical and that we can all use. So Kate just loves empowering individuals and teams with the different mindset and skills and strategies that we can harness to get back lost time. She has her own personal battles with time and that's why she decided to help others and her advice is 100% practical. She's not afraid to share her stories, her before and after and she's just really, really amazing at looking at time and how we can eliminate things from our day so that we can get back time. And she's just really entertaining, but also really educational. And I really, really can't wait for you guys to hear about what Kate has to say. So thanks so much for joining me, Kate. Uh, Firstly, can you please just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thanks for having me on the program, Mariah. So my name's Kate Christie. I am a time investment expert, uh, best-selling author of three time management books and a global speaker. And my focus is on working with high-performing individuals and teams to help them absolutely maximise their productivity. That is awesome. So what led you down your time management journey? Uh, well, I, I guess just the, you know, the, the juggle of your own life. You know, I, was, I was a working mum, I was a lawyer for a long time and then an executive and I had three babies uh, under three and a half and the juggle was just 
incredibly hard to manage and sustain and I, I guess I, I originally got into it because I was solving for my own problem in terms mm-hmm. of how can I get everything done and manage everything that I need to manage and I was quite good at it and I, I guess I then was helping my friends and helping colleagues and I started up a business where I was connecting really busy people to home helpers like nannies and babysitters. Mm-hmm. And from there it really just morphed into time management because I was giving a lot of people advice around how to manage the juggle and how to manage their time. So I, I wrote my first book which was called, um, it was called Me Time mm-hmm. And it's the professional woman's guide to finding 30 guilt-free hours a month. And everything really went from there. It it became a best-selling book and um, it got a lot to know, okay, well, how do we manage our time better? That is awesome. So what does time management mean to you and why is it important? Well, I guess I focus more on time investment. So... I, I think we we're, we're all brought up to believe or understand or you know to to think oh well we have to manage our time and I I like I prefer to flip that around and say well look it's not about time management it's not about managing your time it's about investing your time and you need to think about your time the way you think about your money as a enormously valuable resource that you have a limited amount of mm-hmm. and you need to then protect it and you need to also invest it for the greatest possible return. So don't manage your time, invest your time. Oh, that is actually so good. I always find myself like every week saying, where has the time gone? <laughs> so before I, you know, I heard <laughs> you speak, I thought I was actually pretty good with my time, but it turns out I, I wasn't that great. So how do you think people can measure whether they are time poor or not? Look, I think that initially... Um, it's interesting you say that actually because um, I, I would normally have responded. I think people generally have a sense of whether they're good with their time or not. But your, you know, your approach or your candor is well. You thought you were great with time, and then you heard me speak, and you thought, oh, hang on a minute, there's a lot, actually a lot more that I can do. And so that's quite insightful for me to know that. Um, so I, I guess the best way to know whether you're investing your time with intent is I would um, take the time to map out a couple of days in terms of what you do from the moment you get up to the moment you go to bed, how many times you're interrupted, who you're interrupted by, how many times you change task, how many emails you open, how many priorities you're juggling and get to the end of the day and, and, and I guess reflect on that and if it's if it looks like you're just bouncing around like a know a pinball machine Mm -hmm. that then is not a reflection that you're awesome and getting heaps done that's a reflection that you are really time poor and that you have too much that you're juggling and you're not planning and controlling your agenda yeah that that's what I definitely found um after reading your book and hearing you speak that there's just those couple of hours where you're not sure where it's gone most of the time I think everyone's has gone to social media but um, yes. it's a big one. So what is? Yeah, and we, we look. People massively underestimate the amount of time they spend on social media. Oh yeah. You, you, 
people yeah. usually underestimate it by about half. Oh, yeah. So they'll say, oh, yeah, look, I spend about an hour a day. On average, uh, working adults are spending around two hours a day oh, on social God. media That's and insane. teenagers are spending nine hours a day on social oh. media. So, wow. <laughs> you, you know, in mapping your time and, and actually logging your time or getting an app that shows you how much time you're spending mm-hmm. on those on those um, on social media is is a very worthwhile thing to do because it, you we grossly underestimate how much time we're actually spending on a, on social media. Yeah, I think after your talk, I looked at my screen time on my phone, and it was oh, like what was it? <laughs> I think it was uh, it was something like three hours plus a day. I think it was nearly four hours um, just on my yeah. phone. Um, and I think I, I unlocked my phone like something like 150 times a day. So I, um, I don't look at social media as much anymore. So thank you for that. <laughs> because yeah, I look, it's, like it's, um, and that's, that's, that's the thing is if you're on like blocking your phone 150 times a day, mm. that's an enormous impost on your time. It's also an addiction. That's, oh, you know, yeah. that's you going to your phone and, and having a quick look to see, you know, what's happening, who's on social media, have I got any messages, am I still popular? I mean, don't waste your time. Yeah, no, that's for sure. And that's one of the the tips that I think we can all take to save mm. more time in our lives. But what are some other quick tips people could take on board today to start managing their time better? Yeah, so a, a great one is multitasking. Um, stop doing it. Yes. So, you know, in a work sense or in a... It, when you're having to do work that's really um, important or it's detailed or it's uh, complex or strategic, you you need to single task on that. Mm-hmm. And, and we're, you know, we're very busy these days and very accessible on our devices and we tend, people tend to multitask a lot more mm-hmm. and they do so with, the mistaken belief that they're going to get twice as much done or at least one and a half yes. times as much done. And it's just not the case. You, you Multitasking actually reduces your productivity by 40% or up to 40%, which is losing 10 IQ points. So yeah. it's best not to multitask is, is a simple one. Another one I would say in terms of, you know, getting time back in a simple but very effective way is to start rejecting interruptions yeah. You know, we reject, we're, we're, we're constantly interrupted during the day um, and most of those interruptions are self, um, are self interruptions where you actually are disrupting yourself or you're looking for a distraction. Yeah. And every time you are interrupted, that is multitasking. So firstly, your productivity goes down. Um, but secondly, each time you're interrupted, it takes you about 20 minutes to refocus on the task that you were interrupted from. Mm. So that's a massive impost on your time. So even if you just reject a couple of interruptions a day, or if you work in a team, say to your team, look, let's all just agree that from nine to 10 every morning or nine to 11 every morning, we're going to get work done without asking each other questions or interrupting each other. And then after that, the rest of the day, you know, it's a bit of a free for all and we can all talk to each other and jump in and ask questions. But, you know, at the moment, um, you know, let's, let's block out some precious time where we kind of leave each other alone to get stuff done. So, you know, multitasking and interruptions are two really simple ones where yeah. you can quite effectively get a lot of time back. Yeah, no, they're, they're great ones. I, um, after your uh, talk, I, stopped, I started batching my emails 
Um, Terrific. Oh, my God. It is such a lifesaver. And also doing the hardest (laughs) task at the start of the day rather than leaving it to the end of the day. Uh, that was another thing yeah. um, that I, I really took on board yeah. and I now number my my to-do list on what needs to be done first and what's the most important and I can't move on until I finish that. So I found at work my time um, management has been amazing since your talk, so thanks heaps for that. I also... Um, oh, that's terrific. <laughs> yeah, it's been so good and I got onto one of my friends who has like a ridiculous amount of... In, like emails on her phone or on, at work like her inbox is just crazy and it makes me feel sick every time I see it so I told her about batching and I don't know if she still <laughs> does it now but she did start and she was really excited about it so I will have to check in with her on that one but that was their, yes. probably follow my up, two favorite yes I will so um what are your thoughts on I just recently started doing this last night on batching your time so like setting a, a timer and taking say 25 minutes to do a task and then obviously if you have leftover time, you can, you know, do that's your time. But what are your thoughts on batching your time to get things done? Very, very great yeah. idea. It's an excellent technique. Uh, it's um, It works very, very well. So it's it's the, the technique is basically known as the Pomodoro technique mm-hmm. after the guy who, you know, talked about it. But I think people have been doing it forever anyway. Mm. Um, but the idea is just to... With your task, you set a timer, have a little sort of, you know, a clicking sort of timer in the background and then you single focus and work until the timer goes off. Yeah. Now, if – and then when you the timer goes off, you get up and, and, and walk away and, and, and take a little bit of a break. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a very effective way of keeping you single focused. It's also – it's you know, you're working against the clock in some respects – so it, it actually drives you to complete the task. Yeah. And it's, um, I, I, look, I think it's a, it's a really terrific way. So I think when you're batching your tasks throughout the day, be it emails, be it your key strategic task of the day, be it, you know, 30 minutes on for invoicing or 40 minutes for social media or whatever, mm-hmm. have that little timer going yeah. and it's going to keep you on task each time. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I've... I don't know why I didn't do it after I just went to the batching the emails, but I started doing the batching of my time last night and I got so much yeah. done. It was really, really good. And I found I had like leftover time so I could quickly check Instagram or, you know, do whatever that was distracting. Yeah, and then you then put that time into a want and something you want to do. Yeah. But the other thing I'd, I'd say is, look, I think you've approached it the right way though, Mariah, in terms of, you know, when I when I go and, and have talks with companies like I did with you guys, mm-hmm. I share a lot of strategies and, and what you need to do is you just need to identify the one or two that are really impactful for you that you think, oh, God, you know, I, I love that one. Yeah. But that's the one that I'm going to do uh, and, and do it that first and do it well before you move on to the next one. So, you know, I think it's great that you identified email batching first and you got it right and you nailed it and, yeah. and you can see then you're getting results. So then you move on to the next one. And I think that's the right way to go about it. I really do. Yeah, I think um, people find, and that's what I didn't want to take on too much because it can get overwhelming. I've got to do this form of time management, this form, this form, and then you end up don't, you don't do any because you, you forget so you, about them as well. That's right. Yeah, that's right, and it becomes it becomes an onerous thing as opposed to a time saving thing. Yeah, it's sort of all you know, and and with any 
changing any habit or, or implementing any new strategy, you have to invest some time in it for it to work. Yeah. But you want to, that's why you want to go after the really low hanging fruit first, mm. the ones where you think, oh God, I can do this, this one's a no brainer. And, and then you implement those easy ones first, start getting time back and then bite off the more challenging ones. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, so I read your book, uh, Me Time, but you have a couple of other books that you've written about um, investing in your time. Do you want to just talk about those, tell us a little bit more about those books? Yeah, sure. So, so um, Me Time was my first book yeah. and um, it is very much focused on, on the, the home front in terms of strategies around how to um, yeah. delegate or outsource or insource tasks, how to reject tasks. My second book is called Smart Time Management for Doctors and it was obviously very much aimed at anyone in the medical profession, be that, you know, um, allied health professionals or mm -hmm. veterinarians or doctors or nurses. And my third book, which came out this year, is called Smart Time Investment for Business mm -hmm. and that um, 128 ways the best in business use their time. And that's um, it's a um, a business strategy yeah. book with 128 different uh, short little strategies around things like email batching and how to do that. Things mm -hmm. like setting a timer. Things like you know don't iron. <laughs> lots and lots of different strategies. Sorry, they're my dogs in the background. <laughs> no, lots that's of okay. Different strategies to. Um, Rocco, sorry, Mariah. They can join the podcast. Sorry to your listeners. Um, lots, and lots of different strategies for yeah. uh, that you can implement to start getting you know small bits of time back into your day. Mm -hmm. And the um, that book, I also interviewed a number of really successful business owners yeah. from around the world and talked to them about how they manage their time and what strategies work for them. So yeah. there's little case studies and and. Um, Article or little quotes and stuff yeah. like that from various business owners, and some of them are, you know, phenomenally successful business owners. Just in terms of, well, yep, you know, we all need to kind of do this stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah so that's my most recent book. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, would you say, you know, the um, your new book would be great for you know first like people just starting out in business or those who are a little bit more down the track i've just recently launched my an online business so i think that one would be great for me i'm feeling a bit overwhelmed oh, with congratulations. Time. thank you um working yeah. you know um, full time and what, what's, balancing what's, the, what's your business um content Tell writing yeah content writing so essentially what I do at Terrific. my nine to five, but just doing it for different people and helping them, you know, write content for their businesses. Um, but, you know, it's hard to juggle a full-time job and, you know, have a little side hustle. Um, so I guess your book would be perfect for someone like me. And I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there and first starting small businesses that would probably really benefit from that, especially mm -hmm. when you're trying to, you know, juggle this new business and a new different lifestyle. Uh, sometimes it find you know it's really overwhelming. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, it's not targeted specifically at new business mm -hmm. owners, but it definitely is would be awesome for people like you who um, are branching out into something new but still maintaining, say, their, their current career whilst they get established. Um, it's also for, you know, more established businesses. Yeah. It's for businesses that are then um, perhaps looking at scaling yeah. or branching out. It's, you know, it's really for any 
business owner and and even um, a lot of people who work for other companies or big companies, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, even though they're not a business owner, yeah. they're working in business. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, a, a book that's of real value to them as well because the strategies in there can be used by anyone. Yeah. And that's what I found with You know, we all need time. more time. Yeah, of course. And like with me time, you know, I'm not a mother, um, but when I was reading your book and obviously – Uh, males can read it as well I just found that all the strategies in it and all the plans it doesn't matter if you're a mother if you're a male like it it's all the same you just learn how to apply it to your life and how it resonates with your you know current situation yeah so that's right so when you take it back to its sort of purest form the 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 process I use to help people manage their time it's called the five smart steps Mm -hmm. and it's um smart is an acronym so step one is s for self-aware Step two is M for map. Step three is A for analyze. Step four is R for reframe. And step five is T for take control. Mm-hmm. And once you understand and know how to, to follow that framework, it doesn't matter whether you're a student or yeah. you're in high school or you're in uni or you're in your 30s and you're running a business or you're a mum or a dad or you're not or you're yeah. a multimillionaire. Once you understand that framework, you can apply it and those time-saving tips to whatever scenario or whatever life you're living. Yeah, of course. And I think that's what um, made your talk so powerful is that um, anyone can take whatever they want out of it. And that's why I wanted you to come on and talk to everyone because I know there's so many people out there that get so overwhelmed with their time and instead of doing something about it, they just say, like you said, don't say you're busy because you're just going to bring on more stress to yourself so um you know I try not to say I'm busy anymore I try to reframe it um but also be grateful and it's such a negative yeah it's such a negative thing isn't it as well it's like how are you I'm so busy oh my god I'm busy too and you know we're all so busy and and then you have this sort of really downer conversation this negative conversation about and really what you're saying to people is that you're unproductive and and you're not able to you know, identify your priorities and manage yeah. how much you're juggling and and to address and implement against the most important things versus the least important things. So yeah. it's, 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 it's really important to move away from being busy. Yeah, and I think as well it ties into being a little bit more mindful and being in the present moment. Like you said with the batching and, and timing, you know, you're focused on that one project or that one task then and there. So you're not getting distracted by what you got to do in the future or what happened in the past. You're in the present moment, which is going to make you more grateful in the long run. It's going to make you feel better and, and more productive, but also happy because you get excited about what you're doing because you're only focusing on that. And that's what I really like about it because your strategy um, also um, promotes mindfulness, which is something that I'm really mm-hmm. into and I like to promote as well. So I think um, that was something that everyone should take out of it as well is it'll teach you to be more present. Yeah, that's that's a really nice spin, actually. I I, I like that analogy, and and yeah. um, I think that's really true. I haven't sort of thought about it through those eyes, but it, it's a really good lens to think about it through around being, um, you know, if you're mindful and conscious of what you're working on, yeah. whatever that may be, yeah. um, it does help you be more present. So you 
You know, if you're batching as a busy, say, working mum or dad, if you're batching, you know, two hours to be with the kids, yeah. then that's two hours you really need to be with the kids. You know, yeah. don't be on your phone. Don't be checking yeah. emails. Don't be taking work calls. So it does. You're right, 100%. It really does promote that presenteeism. Yeah, and, and, and you know, if, if you get more time out of it because you're spending that quality time, you know, with your kids or on whatever project you're doing mm-hmm. and, you probably feel more invested, and there's also that sense of achievement. Yeah, you're going to be, yeah, you're going to be more invested, and you're going to be because you're going to be signing off and finishing tasks as yeah. opposed to juggling five things on the go. Yeah, of course. Um, you're you're going to have that sense of closure and achievement that yeah. you know we're actually getting stuff done here. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I ask all my listeners this question, and I'm hoping you can provide us one. What is a quote that you live by? Look, I, I don't know whose quote it is. Mm-hmm. I, I know who gave me the quote, but mm-hmm. it's the quote that I live by. Well, I, there's two actually. One's mine and one's one that was given to me. So the one that I was given to me is data is king. Yeah. So, you know, don't make any decisions without having all the right data yeah. in place. Mm-hmm. Um don't go in half cocked until you've got the data, and that allows you to make the right decisions. Yeah. Um, but data is king. Is the one that um, was yeah. given to me. Mm-hmm. The one that is mine that I live by, much to my kids' chagrin, is, <laughs> is family is a team sport. <laughs> oh, I like that one. That is a good one. Yeah. I think my mum and yeah. my dad would definitely yeah. agree with that one. And I like your data one because <laughs> um, I'm a questioner and I don't know if you've ever taken this personality quiz, but it's by um, um, a lady that lives in New York and she's based in America and, and she has this framework called the four tendencies and based on what tendency you are is based on <laughs> how you operate. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, questioners do not do anything without 100% answers. So like you say, they love data and I am one of those. Um, and, yep. you, you you know, you meet in accountability really well, but to meet outer accountability, you need to be, you need to know that there's purpose behind it. So you need to be, you know, if someone asks you to do something, yep. they've got to supply you with so-called data or reasoning for you to do it. So that I really like that one because yes. I'm a questioner. Um, but I will send you a link yep. to the quiz so oh, you can I have to do that. Do oh, it. Yes, do. Yeah, yes, it's I'd really like good. to have a look at that. Yeah, and once you get your family and friends to do it, you know what they are. So like all of my family are obligers, so they're more likely to meet inner uh, outer accountability, but inner is really hard. Like my mum really struggles to do stuff for herself. So you try mm-hmm. and frame things to make it more like she's doing it for someone else. So, um, you know, okay, yeah, okay. like dad, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, dad runs her a bath every Friday night because she's got a really bad back and she does it because he's done that for her, whereas she wouldn't run herself a bath. Where, but if because oh, someone did it for okay. her, she's going to get in there and relax. So it's just really interesting. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you then learn to work in with what people, what what actually motivates people to, yeah. to do things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, love it. And how to, how to frame things differently to get people to, you know, do things that are important like managing their time or investing in their time. Um, and that's what I liked yeah. about your book is it, it – um, it brings in a lot of accountability because you have to write down your day and look at it. Um, yes. From, and because you're telling the people, like, because I think a lot of um, mothers, like, and a lot of the women that read your book would be obligers because most people are obligers. There's, like, 
majority of the population are, um, you're telling mm-hmm. them to do it, so they do it, and that's what's really great about the way you've framed the book because you've used a character to kind of mm. motivate them to do it. So I, that's what I really liked about about the book. Um, so, oh, thank you, thank you very much. No, well, okay. I, I didn't do that on purpose, but it does. Yeah. It, like I did it because I thought it would help people yeah. understand the tasks that I wanted to them to perform. And and I guess you know I know that um, action driven type tasks are more likely to resonate with people. But um, I do like that take. I've learnt more from you than I think you've learnt from <laughs> no me today, way. Mariah. No, don't be silly. Um, so, do you have anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? No, look, it was an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much no, for, uh, for interviewing me. And if anyone is interested in my books or what I do, yeah. my website is called timestylers.com. Cool. And you're on all social media? I've definitely yes, got you I'm on. on um, <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm on Facebook under Kate Christie. I'm on LinkedIn under Kate Christie. And um, I sometimes am on, on Instagram, Instagram under Time Stylers. <laughs> yeah, no, LinkedIn, your LinkedIn's awesome. Like your videos are great. So everyone jump on LinkedIn and you've got some really good content on there. So people will find that really valuable. I've read a couple of your articles. They've been great. All right, well, thank, thank you, you so much for joining me today. Absolute pleasure. Lovely. Thanks. See you. Bye. How amazing is Kate? I use the... Um, the batching emails at work and it saved me so much time. I now do my hardest thing at the start of the day and I feel so much more productive. And when it comes to running this business, doing a podcast, a blog, her tips have really, really come in handy and work as well. So yeah, Kate is just great. And I really, really hope that you get something out of that. If you do just tag us, you know, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, put it in your story and tag both Kate and I and tell us what you loved about the episode or what tips you're going to install in your life or also just any questions that you have. I'm sure Kate or myself would be happy to help you with those tips because, you know, I've read Kate's book, so I'm a little bit bit of a pro on time management. No, I'm not really. I, I do like to think that I'm good with time. I'm good with deadlines and stuff. Um, there's just those little hours that you get in your day that you don't know where they've gone or, you know, you go, okay, I'll – um have a shower, have dinner, and then I'll be on the couch, you know, ready to do some work or do whatever. And then I look at the time and it's nearly bedtime. I'm like, where did those like last couple of hours go? That's what Kate is amazing at. So anyway, I just want to leave this episode with a quote. And this quote is really going to help me with my business. And I hope it helps you with a little bit of anything that you want to try and succeed in. And that is, there is no secrets to success. It is the result of preparation, hard work, and learning from failure. So this one is going to be something that I will be reminding myself of a lot. I just need to prepare, work really hard and learn from my mistakes. And I think in life we can take that with everything we do. Um, But I think, you know, if there's something that you're scared to take a leap in, uh, I think you should absolutely go for it and just learn from it and work hard and prepare. So that's all from me. And just before I sign off, I want to tell you to never forget to love yourself. Self-care, especially in these colder months for those in the Southern Hemisphere, you know, take time out of your day to reflect. And if you're feeling a little bit down, just think about why. Um, And don't always believe your emotions because they're not always true. 
All right, I'll talk to you later. I hope you got something out of today's show. And if you like this podcast, please take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram and tag me at underscore Mariah McInnes underscore. Also, don't forget to tell your amazing friends. And if you have just a couple of seconds, I'd love it if you could rate and review it on iTunes. It'll go a long way to really helping me out. And you can find more information on this show in my show notes by clicking on the link in the description. You can also add me on Instagram at underscore Mariah McInnes underscore, my travels page at a travels antics, or at my business page at content queen underscore underscore. You can message me on any of those if you have any questions. I really, really love hearing from you guys. Or if you have any feedback on these episodes, that would be great. Also, if you want to read more from me at my blog, you can go to a Travels Antics blog. And for this fortnight, I have a blog on the changing seasons and how we can adapt to the winter blues, which I think I might need to go back and read again. But anyway, if you have any comments, I'd love to hear what you have to say. And I will talk to you later.